Yeah. Hello and welcome to the Screaming Cinema Podcast. We have a cool episode today where we're going to be talking about a label, uh, some movies that they have, and highlighting a couple of our recent favorites on there. Um, this is going to be an episode on MVD Rewind Collection from uh, MVD. So to start with here, we're joined by James Cole Clay. What's up, man? Hey, man. What is up? I, um, I have a lot of movies. That's my that's my thing. That's I it. like it. I like it. <laughs> and also, uh, Preston Barda is back with us again. Always happy to have you, man. How's it going? It's going well. Thanks for having me again. You uh, put us all to shame because you have all 27 movies of uh, MVD Rewind. So it's got a nice stack there. Yeah, I you know I've been a big fan of it since uh, the first email that I got for DOA, uh, Dead or Alive, A Rite of Passage. So uh, I loved them so much that when I was working at an ad agency a few years ago, every Friday we had to do a presentation on something that's marketing related and uh, find a way to just incorporate it into the company in some capacity. I did a presentation, a whole hour presentation on my MVD Rewind collection, just based off of the design of them and like how much attention to detail goes into it. So yeah, I'm a big fan. And so I'm glad they, they never stopped and are continuing to go and finding new and inventive ways to make uh, it more exciting as a collector, especially as uh, you know, me and James are big uh, VHS collectors. So this is, it's really hitting the heart. That's awesome. What, what's your uh, relationship or background with uh, the Rewind Collection, Cole? Um, I pretty much uh, off mic just now. We were <laughs> we were talking about. Uh, I was like, Preston's the one that kind of like let me know this world existed, like just by. Um, I think it was the thing. I think what I was talking about off mic. It was the when the thing came out from Screen Factory, and then I just remember he's like, "It's awesome, but it's a pit." And I was like, "Okay." So then I just kind of dove into that pit. Um, and I went to a store that we love to go to that I, um, uh, movie trading company. I was, I was like, should I say what it's called or do I want to keep it to myself? Um, but we, I went to that store, um, with Preston and I bought a copy of cereal mom. So anyway, um, suffice to say, I started really getting into these because I was like, you know, this is really random. It's, you know, a post best buy world is what I say over text to people about it, where I'm just not going to best buy and like getting the new releases every Tuesday or whatever. Um, it's kind of in a different way. This is more of like a curation and, and it's more of just like, you know, quality definitely may vary to people on some of the movies that we mentioned. But the thing is with that is like, it's kind of sets up like a whole aesthetic and that's, that's what I like. It's like a mood board. So like on my Instagram, I just love like sharing photos of just things that like are evocative. And that's what every single one of these movies doesn't matter if it's double dragon or if it's something that's really good in the MVD rewind collection or whatever other label, like it's still evocative of something. It gives you a feeling and that that's the point of it. So my relationship pretty much is I've been a, uh, an admirer from afar. And then now I've dipped my toe in um, with uh, a few movies that came out very late last year. And then as we started recording, I bought one, on eBay <laughs> just now, like two minutes ago. So oh, nice. um, I bought, I bought one that we were just talking about that I'm sure Preston will mention or in passing at least. But um, so that's pretty much it. I only have like four of them, I guess now, but I I'm familiar with all of them in the, 
in the um, collection, but there's 27. So, yeah, we're just on spine 27 and I pulled it up and I can't figure out, did they like change the style for this most recent one on action USA? Cause I have it here and the right says Eric's video club. And then the size of it is not the same. So to the OCD people there, you have the number lower in the thing smaller, unless I just right. got a misprint. Maybe these are misprint ones. I don't know. It could be. Well, it looks like. <laughs> let's see what mine. Mine doesn't have anything. On, oh no, it is. But it just looks kind of like weirdly double sided. Yeah, like it, like it, it looks. It looks like it's supposed to be a VHS tape, but the side thing is like. Yeah, it's like very bulky. Yeah. Maybe they're just, just doing something one. new, but that that stresses me out. That that number is. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little. I can't. Yeah, I didn't even notice that really, and so because I haven't put Action USA and Drive on my shelf yet, but Drive uh, matches up. But yeah, tw uh, Twenty Seven Action USA does not, and so <laughs> yeah, that that aggravates me a little bit. Let's see Drive. Who's got it? I want to. I, I I haven't gotten this movie, so I really. I've just heard it's so cool. People on Twitter have been talking about it. Hell yeah! Yeah, that that's got cool artwork. Yeah, it's awesome. And as a fan of The Sixth Man, I double want to see this movie. <laughs> yeah, so I'm kind of in between both of you. I probably have, I think I've got started getting them around 20. So I think I have like seven maybe, and have one that I bought um, from the earlier one. So definitely don't have them all, which I would like. It looks nice when you have the uh, the numbered set and especially with that cool aesthetic. So um, yeah, it's it's a cool... It's a cool, uh, unique label because some of MVD's uh, other stuff, which we can talk about, doesn't have quite the amount of special features, but these, they really try to do, you know, that that Shout Factory, that Criterion treatment where you get a poster. Um, the only thing that they do have kind of lame is just the main white disc on them. But for the, the features on the few that I'm talking about, I mean, you have obviously the new transfer and some of the you know, new audio, but have new making of, you have new interviews, have, you know, some of the older stuff as well. So um, I like that. And I also like the uh, reversible uh, alternative sleep artwork to, to go with it. It's always a big bonus for me. That's my yeah. thing. I love the reversible artwork. That's what I'm saying. It's a whole mood. It's, it's, it's awesome. It yeah. rules. You just open it up. Like I haven't seen gun crazy, but like you open it up and you just see like, yeah, it's just, it's very evocative of the time and everything like that. And it's cool. And Drew Barrymore looks really cool. And, you know, I like independent movies and I like James the Girl. And like, I don't know. I just, it's, it's a, it really makes you, takes you back. You know, it just, you know, that's what I, I will like. say that the earliest ones like DOA, it does not, it has, uh, when you open it for the reversible, they just have like, different stuff in there like a normal one would have that's cool though they, oh yeah yeah they do some fun uh artwork in it that's inside so it's meant for you to just kind of keep it i guess vestron started off like that too oh yeah a little more adventurous yeah i have my opinions about vestron for sure uh, are, they, are they back because they went away for a while and then they did too and then they didn't do anything else yeah they kind of went two back. good ones yeah at least I do little like monsters is this good <laughs> I do like oh, my copy of a uh, chopping mall. Yeah, that is cool. That <laughs> is cool. Um, oh man. What I was going to say about them too is um, what's the most rare one of these in the MVD rewind collection. I'm not sure. I don't know what's I would say limited. Do what? 
probably just the earliest ones. Like, uh, I, George. I actually started with uh, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, which is the second one. So, right, um, DOA had just came out just a little bit before that, and so I was able to go to Movie Trend Co. and find it. Yeah. And so, like now, I can't find any of them. Like when the new ones come out, like they probably sit at Movie Trend Co. for probably like two months and they're gone. Um, yeah. You can't find them at that point, but I, I'm not sure like what their, their life is like on like Amazon and things like that. Right. That's, I mean, like, that's what I rely on is online ordering at this point. Yeah. It looks like uh return of the swamp thing. 50. That one's uh, cool. Lion, Double impact. Lionheart 50 nemesis, like uh, the two sets together around 80. So some of the, some of the ones go a little bit high up there. Yeah. I mean, for sure. The, uh, anything with Jean-Claude Van Damme that isn't like a pristine thing like that is, is uh, yeah. I mean, Lionheart and double impact are like two of his like best, I think, but yeah. Uh, and I don't have those and I, I really want them. I have them on VHS, but not that. So I definitely want those. Um, I just kept seeing double impact and I didn't know if anything was any more rare than that. I saw double impact was like 50 bucks right now on eBay with a slip cover. So, you know, if you're into that, you know, you can get it or you can save 25 bucks, but you got to get the slip cover with it. That's what makes these damn things. So cool. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah, I just didn't know if any of them were really rare just because, you know, like off mic, Max and I were talking about like return of the living dead from, Screen Factory, like go is like in. What did you say the slipcover was like itself? Was how much max? They had one that sold for like seventy five, and then there was a brand new copy of the movie with the posters for two hundred that sold. That's so gnarly. The uh, Sleepaway Camp ones were going for for a while there too. Yeah, yeah. I paid seventy five bucks for my copy of Sleepaway Camp last summer. I was like, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> yeah so I, I, got into, lot, uh, I got into i got into scream factory too late where i have so many without slips i just can't can't go into that rabbit hole i just i haven't organized Dude, slip first and then the rest not slips and that'll, that'll be fine <laughs> i i got in like at the sweet spot yeah the sweet spot and that was the very beginning of i think 2018 so yeah that's when i did and preston would be like oh you need this okay here's Lake Placid, it's 40 bucks on eBay. He would like throw me these like touchdown passes from across yep. Texas. Like, yeah, it was cool. Um, it was cool. He'd be like, yo, here's this. So I would get them for like these really good deals because I had peepers out there. So I need to be on the lookout. If you send me a wish list, I'm always on eBay, dude. Like every day doing that stuff, tracking these things down. And now since I'm getting more into these, um, that's kind of what I'm doing. Um, I'm kind of trying to build a little nice little roster there of them. And they know what they're doing dude like they're numbers people love that stuff like, yeah. look at criterion i mean it's got the stickers too like uh shout select genre type yeah yeah it's great the only thing with shout select is they've broken not all of them have slip covers but they still get the number which i think is bogus um but well cr criterion numbers you're playing unwinnable game there too you're like <laughs> Yeah, there's some you can't even get. I mean, and they're out of order too. Like you'll get a new one that's like in the lower numbers, and the older one yeah. that's like 875. So, yeah, um, we'll do re-releases. Let's uh, let's talk about a couple of them and kind of showcase them, and then we can talk about what we have upcoming from uh, MVD Rewind and maybe touch on a Marquee Collection as well. Please. Um, let's start out with a true. I say true horror. We we kind of picked um, you know thriller 
the genre mystery tried to get as horror as you can from the collection um so the first one that came to mind for me is uh, mind games it's got the little sticker on there mystery thriller kind of like we were talking about too like a pretend video tape sticker um highlights that it has the collector's edition for this particular one there's a making of that's a feature length retrospective of the movie and have interviews from the stars and producer. Um, there is an interview, Bob Yari portrait of a producer, which is in a 33 minute uh, retrospective on the career of the producer who also did uh, crash illusionist and find me guilty. And then it's got a trailer and the alternate artwork and the mini poster. So just uh, opening up this one. Wait, is- hold on. Like crap, wait, cra- which crash 2005? Oh, Paul Haggis is in did this movie, the uh, producer. Oh, okay, I was yeah. two steps behind. I was like, What? Oh, no, <laughs> but yeah, it's the producer. So there's the uh alternate artwork, and then like I mentioned, I like everything. The only thing is, uh, there must be some reason for it, just the white disc. I feel like they could have done something cooler with that, like. You know, some video cassette tape or something but at least put the artwork on there like the repick resize artwork yep and then they come with the new posters mini posters of the uh, new artwork so <laughs> dude if i was a teenager i would like be hanging those up with tacks like all around my room <laughs> oh me too <laughs> I, used to do stu- I used to do stuff like that i try to do that now with my wife and she uh she x nays it so oh, we, 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 oh we, yeah we no. keep it to the uh <laughs> we keep how it to inside the case <laughs> how many are you allowed now? uh I have, I have a movie room where I have three up there and then I have a couple, a couple in the bedroom. So that's about it. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to get, I need to put some more money into posters, like for sure. Um, they're really cool. I, I mean, I, I would like to have, like, I was trying to petition to get a mon when they were available, these Mondo, the, these Mondo uh, posters of like Freddie number four or five, something like that. They just did these really awesome, like, sideway i don't even know the dimensions or even how to say it but rectangular Um, there's the horizontal one from the first there we go there we go like yeah it's something like that yeah they were really cool i think one of them was like a wave was like a wave we saw it maybe frightmare but so that's the one yeah and so i wanted to do something like that at one point but that's kind of i don't know yeah so not, not maybe one or two in the living room I think I have a Nicholas Winding Refn poster in there. So that that's great for me. So, yeah, the, the mini ones are cool. And you're totally right. If you're, you know, a kid, it'd be perfect to, to put up in the room or <laughs> but, that kind of style. Maybe, maybe not even dude, kid. I say that I see some people on Instagram's collection where they just have like every piece of wall, wall space dedicated to, to yeah, and, and, and they'll frame everything that comes in. But um, uh, the movie mind games, I was like, I had really high expectations for it due to this cover. I'm like, this is awesome, but it's essentially like a family drama. We have a, a main couple who's um, on the rocks of their marriage. Uh, the wife's mad that she's just a housewife and that her husband kind of gets to do things. So they go out on a camping trip with their son. Um, they meet a hitchhiker who's this like you know young, attractive looking dude. And he becomes buddies with the son, starts to get him like to guest. Yes, like the guest. Nice. Oh. Starts to get him into some mischievous uh, activities as well as trying to um, hook up with the wife. And we kind of kind of go from there as to, I don't want to 
uh, spoil the movie, but kind of an interesting setup. And I did like it. It just, a lot of it is literally just a couple of the parents arguing or fighting and then him coming in to, to mess with his son, have him, you know, br- uh, smash up a house near the campsite or have him get into some, some uh, bad business. <laughs> yeah. He uh, kills a dog. Yeah, he does. Oh, that's so messed up. Oh man. I watched uh, single white female and there was a really bad dog killing in that movie too. And it really kind of, it's traumatizing. I'm like, you brought me to the movies to kill the dog. I, I just, it makes me mad. <laughs> it makes, Oh I yeah. That. Well, I was watching the marksman and, and I always liked, uh, if you guys don't um, know it, does the dog die.com. Great. Resource. Uh, yes. As yeah, soon I as forgot, you see yeah. a dog and you, it's like a movie in peril, you check it out. The answer is almost always no. And when it's yes, you're like, what, like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> Wes it's Anderson, a, man. <laughs> it's a uh, yeah, never a good sign. But uh, what do, what do you, what's your take on the movie, Preston? No, I'm pretty much the same. Uh, I think that's pretty much like what a lot of my relationship is with horror, especially when I was a kid. When you would look at these covers and you would wonder what the hell they're about, and then you watch them, and they're like, I don't know. But I guess that's what's kind of special about MVD Rewind that you kind of it's a it's a roll of the dice a little bit on the quality of the film like they look good and every, all the you know down to like what it looks like as a film and then the aesthetics of the the cover art and everything it very much leans into like what makes VHS special but you know there there are times where you're going to come across one and it's just it's maybe not going to live up to it there's going to be good things about it but uh yeah it can it can disappoint you from time to time story-wise but it's all part of the fun of it. Um, I, I, I'm very much uh, into these films just because I come from marketing. I love the design. Like that's where I love like reading the, the, the content on the back just to kind of see like how it all aligns with it. Um, Mondo has a lot of fun with that where they throw some puns in there and things like that. Yeah. But um, they get some cool stuff. Like there, there's some really good, I remember there being some really good extras uh, with like Bob Yari, like talking about making the film and, and the main actor, uh, Maxwell uh, Caulfield, like he was in Greece too. And so he was talking about like how people didn't really see him in this kind of role. And so he just kind of had a, a little bit of fun with it, but still felt uneasy and creepy about it, especially by, what happens in the end of the film um so yeah it it it, it just happens there, there's going to be things about it that that aren't that aren't going to be great a lot of annoyances in this film there's some things where i'm like uh where the wife makes a decision i'm like what are, what are you doing like what, what the hell are you thinking um but that goes across you know with everybody else so um yeah they're they're they can they can be fun but yeah with that one it's it's uh, probably I don't know like a two out of five. Mo- oh damn! But um, but there there's the extras they make up for it. Like there's some good stuff there. Yeah, there is. Yeah, I mean that That's- that feature length the uh, behind the or making of mind games is longer than the movie. I think it's an hour yeah. forty seven. Yeah, yeah, there, yeah. So there there's your perfect example of that. <laughs> All right, what do you got? Um, the. So I've, I've long said that my uh, favorite one is uh, 
went went to Coney Island uh, on a what's the, long, the whole long title? Went to Coney Island on a mission from God. Because uh, be back by five. Really great movie. <laughs> But uh, the one that surprised me the most, just uh, in terms of like genre, is uh, Nemesis, the original Nemesis. And MVD has gone on to do Nemesis 2, 3, and 4. But uh, this one, uh, directed by Albert Pion, like he did uh, Cyborg with Jean-Claude Van Damme. So it's going to be difficult for me to try to explain what kind of director he is. But he's the kind that has, like, he's seen so many action movies. I don't want to compare him to Tommy Wiseau, but there's just, like, something about him where he's more into, like, what, is this Hollywood enough? Like, I feel like he's probably asking those Mm -hmm. questions to himself as he's directing it. But there's some good stuff where, like, he's probably, like, a really damn good stunt coordinator. If you watch Cyborg... There's some stunts in there. I mean, mainly just because Jean-Claude Van Damme's doing a lot of the heavy lifting, but there's some fight sequences that are really well done. And he uses the camera to kind of lean into that a bit. So Nemesis is very much one of those films where it's another like cyborg cop movie. So kind of like a knockoff of RoboCop in, in a way, but it kind of is set in this dystopian landscape. And, but like Waterworld, like Mad Max, there's some characters in there that are super rich or like uh, feel that they're a part of some sort of world that's comparable where like, I don't know where they come from, but they they are dangerous right from the get-go. And so there's um, some sequences where somebody fires a gun and he'll have a camera, don't know how he did this back in 1992 when this came out and it has a camera like, as if it's the bullet, like the POV of the bullet, and it goes into a person. There's another sequence where the central character falls through, no kidding, like three stories of, of a building, and the camera falls with him. They're, they're doing like what Born Identity and Born, all the whole Born series did before um, it became popularized. So I don't know, there's some. Um, Action-wise, there's some stuff that they they were very innovative that just pretty much just went unnoticed because it's not. Sorry, my dogs are barking. Um, that they were doing that uh, just people didn't pick up on it because it didn't have like the biggest star in it. Um, so it had Olivia uh, uh, Grunner in it. There must be somebody walking a dog right in front of my house. So I'll go. <laughs> I'll, I'll mute myself. Oh, that's cool. I actually have never seen uh, any of those movies before, so I don't know if those are easily available to pick up from there, but those look awesome because I know they have the the first one and then the next three on a separate re- release, right? Yeah, so um, after watching the first one, I was like, that was pretty good. I mean, story-wise, there's not, there's not a lot of connected tissue there. Like, it's not going to float your boat. It's fine. It's but action-wise, <laughs> yeah. there's some good stuff in there. And so when I got to two, three, and four, like, just like the artwork, like the for the third one, the middle one, I believe that's uh, the stunt gu- stunt guy for, or maybe it's like Chad Stahelski. I'm pretty sure uh, he's involved with it. It's not listed on here. I know he's involved in one of these. Like, he's like the main villain, uh, nice. the John Wick guy. Um so I'm going to butcher that. But anyway, he um, there's there's also some good stuff here and there, but they get worse. They they, they start doing digital effects because that's that's cheaper to do than some of the practical effects. What year are those? 
it's it's pretty much like watching like Mortal Kombat, but like on steroids or like the the special effects are comparable to like Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Nice. Um, so um, they get worse, but like just being exploring that world and some of the like little ideas that he has, um, they're they're pretty interesting. But I, I, I will say that it you know after you finish the movie, you're not going to be like. Oh, uh, that that's something that I'm going to put into my rotation every year. What's the, the true purpose of really owning this? Um, but it, it's pretty much just um, just being a fan of this entire collection. And uh, but the yeah, the extras on this. Yeah, it is Chad Stahelski. He plays the, the cyborg bounty hunter named Nebula. So he's the Hell guy yeah. who looks like Lord Zed. Yeah. Yeah. Buff. Um, that's cool. So, uh, I kind of like diving into franchises like that. I picked up, I know we were talking about the Vesteron, the Wishmaster collection that they put out. And I did it in like a weekend where I was like, all right, you know, watch the first one. And then you get to the fourth one and you're like, I just need to finish this because I've already watched three of them. I can do this. But some same thing with those, some of the special effects that they have. It's just so bad, but it's so fun to watch now, especially with, you know, some of the movies like that. So I can definitely get behind, you know, checking out a franchise. They're fun to talk about. They're fun to talk about because Cole and I, uh, when we started doing like Mill Creek, they put out like that whole like mud sharks. And, oh, yeah. And Santa Jaws yeah. and everything. They're so dumb, but you have so much fun with them. Especially so much fun. With the right people. Yeah. And if you like know, I mean, th- that director that Preston was talking about, like, yeah, he's he's a strange guy. Um, I, I don't know how to be like really nice about it, but like on, on the, on the special features for C- cyborg, on um, the screen factory release. And, uh, and you can also see it on the Canon documentary. He's on it. Um, he, yeah, he, he's really concerned with it having a certain image rather than doing like what's coming from him. Is this going to mean it looks like this, but also at that time, Working with Van Dam was like not easy. He was really like still really cocky, even though that was like one of his first big ones. So like that, that director is like really cracks me up. I was like laughing, thinking about him. Um, I like him. I would totally talk to him. He's cool. But like um, he is just, he's kind of dorky and it's just really funny to kind of, to, to remember that. But like with, with um, movies like, so did Nemesis, even come to theaters the first one was it straight to vhs or anything i'm not entirely sure i know that probably two three and four did because i remember right. mentioning something on uh one of them one of the extras talking about like i think he made like three and four back to back or something like that it, it, was, it had to deal with just like getting uh like the funding worked out that way and he had to make them right. like, kind of cut the budget on both and so that's pretty uh, much right. like why the quality went down but I'm not entirely sure uh, about the first one. It's like uh, limited release, two million at the box office, and then released on uh, VHS and Laserdisc the same year. That's cool. So. That sounds about right. I mean, but there are good uh, late '80s and '90s straight to video movies. There are some that are good. Um, there's so I mean, that's what's fun about like parsing through them, you know. Because there's things to like about some of these movies. There's a movie that I like called Project Metal Beast. And oh, it's man. awesome. It's Just look it up. It's really cool. And it's a straight-to-video movie. But anyway. I have another early 90s one we'll talk about in a second, too. So, All right, well. cool. Cool. I guess uh, I can take it away here. Um, I don't know. I, I haven't seen this movie, but I own it. 
It's yeah. called Mikey. Um, let's see. It's got that kid from uh, Brian Bonsell. Yeah, from uh, Blank Check, which I loved as a kid. Um, but remember Jason and Freddie were kids. Oh, no, here it is. Sorry, I totally had the wrong tone for that. <laughs> remember Jason and Freddie were once kids too. Mikey. On the back, it says, from the produce- the producers of Point Break would like to introduce dot, dot, dot. Mikey. So anyway, it's really cheesy. Um, it's got that dad in it. He looks really familiar. John Deal, I think is who that guy is. Um, but yeah, I think it's about a killer kid. Um, I'm cool with that. I don't know. I don't know anything about it. Um, I haven't other seen than that he's one. no, I, I hadn't either. It's kind of similar to mind games. Um, really? I mean, if you have like a, a in terms of quality, um, I mean, it, it, the cover alone is leaning into the, the thing that is like making its rounds on memes where like they were a perfect family. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it's it's pretty much like, you know, like the orphan and things like that where you kind mm-hmm. of know. Uh, but th- there's or, or a good son. The good son. Like so that's what I was going to say. It's like the good son. So, I mean, I'll go through the back really quick. It says Mikey Kelvin has been a bad boy only nobody knows exactly how bad tragic and deadly accidents seem to happen all around mikey okay i think we're getting where this is going yep so from foster family to foster family from school to school damien some school to school he goes leaving a trail of unanswered questions of course everyone knows of course everyone knows mikey is just a sweet misunderstood little boy but remember jason and freddie were once kids too it's like they had a a, a tagline and then we're like oh we got a fucking log line for a movie okay what's the story gonna be yep it probably was a producer's note and probably. then they made it into a movie cool don't quote me right anymore. on <laughs> yeah yeah don't, don't quote me i ain't said shit but uh uh yeah this looks dope i mean i'm gonna check it out it looks funny to me <laughs> I, I like that it exists um yeah i don't really have anything to say because i haven't seen it but i own it um i need to watch it Shout out to NVD for sending this to me um, when I asked for it months after it was released. So that was really cool. That's um, like the most Owen Wilson answer or Hansel. Like, I like Sting, but I don't really <laughs> music, yeah. but the fact that he's making it, that's right on. <laughs> yeah, man. That's kind of how I feel. That's kind of how I feel about it. I'm like, this is cool. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm happy about it. So, yeah. That's yeah, get, to get the files game. from in the computer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Um, well, I guess I can go uh, move on to mine then. I watched uh, Split Second uh, from 1992. The kind of like the opening scene that you have on the movie when you put it on, it's like a complete bloodbath. So I was excited about it. Um, heard good things. Rucker Hauer obviously stars in it. This artwork on this one is probably one of my favorites that they have. I mean, you got the alien bicycle helmet looking creature. Um, oh man yeah that is cool much better than the reversible one i think we were showing earlier but with the rubber monster back there (laughs) yep exactly but uh checking checking the movie out it's it's definitely an early 90s it's like a american british buddy cop that relies heavily on the humor rucker hauer all he does is um smoke cigarettes and like i don't even know if he eats anything he's eating chocolate he's just you know I, I don't even know what they say. It's like, Oh, you're just always like uh, really amped up. And they, they kind of make it a joke about it because at one point um, 
his detective uh, partner who's with him starts to do the same thing after he sees the monster he just like grabs a cigar out of his mouth and starts smoking it and starts chugging coffee to kind of get the humor but it's set in 2008 in the future uh, from back in the day it's it's kind of cool and random it's obama yeah it's set in london so they're on the river thames and it floods and that's kind of where the scenery is for all of it they're taking these jeeps and vehicles through flooded towns and this creature is like a subterranean creature that kind of pops up from from the sewers underneath houses so the creature is cool in in theory it's literally just an alien ripoff with a biker helmet on it uh it's tall it's got size which is cool but it's not revealed to the very end of the movie and it's not great uh kind of just stands still but uh i like the idea behind it there's some really cool guns in this that's my favorite thing in it he's got this big blaster and they both get like these automatic shotgun like chain gun machine guns that are cool so there's some good you know back and forth with him and uh, obviously like i mentioned the artwork is cool and the release is cool it's also um loaded up with features it's got an audio commentary from a film historian great big bloody guns a 27 minute featurette on the gun call me mr snips interview uh, with the composer for 23 minutes stay in line interview with the line producer for 23 minutes uh interview with the creature effects designer interview with the cinematographer and then they also have a bunch of the uh, original 1992 featurettes too so it's definitely packed with with added features i didn't get to watch much of it but it's uh yeah you could spend a, a good day just checking out all these so yep. That's split second. Rad, rad. I guess well, to boost some quality up in here, <laughs> right. get, some, get the Jean-Claude Van Damme Linehart since we already were talking about him. Like, this is definitely one of the best ones in the MVD Rewind collection. I think most people know what it is uh, or are familiar with it. So I think this was one of the ones that probably went the quickest just because it's arguably one of john claude van damme's best movie um mm-hmm. it still really holds up really well um but i was just kind of going to go through that i think that's probably like one of the best movies in terms of genre that they hold but i think aesthetically one of my favorite ones is uh my samurai this was yeah. one of the ones where they did it to where to make it look like uh whenever you go on ebay and you want to find a specific title say it's robocop oh, they don't have it um, in its like original form. They The video store cut it and put it in like a clamshell case. Yep. This is what this one's doing. So like my samurai has like a white clamshell look and then it has like easy video, one night rental and all that. And then uh, even on the back, it continues all all the way across. So I think this was one. Oh, okay. Yeah. The, that's designed s- ones. Same to the Action USA one we were just talking about where it shows like, the video store and and this looks like kind of the same thing where you put maybe like just the cut the piece off of the front and put it on a red clamshell it's funny yeah i don't know what to make of this <laughs> so it's like they they depends on like where they i, I don't know i i've never spoken to the people who create the mvd rewind collection but i would love to do that sometime um but they like that looks beautiful but then when you open it up you know it's just a blank white on the inside so that's probably all the money went into commissioning that yep. most likely. and another inconsistency you'll find is that if you're collecting all of them some of them are made with blue like the uh-huh. blue uh casing and then okay 
the clear one. So the clear ones um, are where it's at. Yeah. Um, Twilight Time, went. another distributor had that too, like where they went all out and got the clear cases. But then every once in a while, depending on funding of these films, they would lose it and they'd have to go to the blue ones. Uh, Arrow had that issue only once. I think I remember I got one of them in there when they had it that way. And it was same thing, like just couldn't, couldn't get a, you know, a source of the, of the clear cases, but those are definitely the best. Yeah. That's so funny. Like bringing up uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme, there's a 4k release of hard target that's coming out from Kino Lorber. And uh, it just kind of, yeah, I mean, for people who are into physical media, this news kind of like got to be controversial. Some people were like, well, it's not the right cut. And then like Kino Lorber um, really went off on their Twitter, like in a good way. I liked what they were saying. They were just like, look, we had to work with John Woo. We wanted to get an interview with him. We had to do this cut, the transfer on there. He's like, there, people are like, well, what about the work print? They're like, look, the work print is a VHS copy. We're not dirtying up our beautiful disc with something no, like that. You're not going to use and a I work agree. print a 4K disc. It doesn't make any sense. No, it's so dumb. And so to me, it's like, look, it, it is what it is. It may not be the exact cut that you want, but some people get so, or way more, I don't want to say picky. That has like such a negative connotation, but they're, they're so caught up on, on that sort of stuff, which I I'm, I'm cool with that. You know, I mean, almost famous is getting a release, but I would have been sad if the bootleg edition wasn't on there, but it is. So anyway, I was just like, look, this is just cool. This exists. There's a new interview from John Woo. It's on 4k. I mean, I, I'm pretty stoked for it. Um, you know, there's just things that I think that some people value over others, but I was just like, this is awesome. All these Jean-Claude Van Damme's are coming to like pristine Blu-ray. Like that's pretty great. Oh, yeah. to me, so I do like watching those those alt versions, even if uh, like uh, Exorcist three, like you watch the <laughs> of that, and then it is yeah. like VHS because a lot of the time those delete deleted scenes and things like that they're, they're they're lost, they're completely lost, and they only have them on backup tapes, and so they have to transfer those backup tapes, and that condent compresses the footage, and then when they try to put it on a disc and blow it out again, it looks like yeah. crap. And so, uh, for instance, on King Kong, uh, the 1976 or 70s version, when it uh, there's a TV edit on there and TV edits, you know, it's the four by three, but they already restored it in its complete, you know, wide frame 16 by nine. And then when you when you uh, try to expand that footage out, you get um they use like different shots or recycle shots over again because they're trying to add to that time length or to the length of time. And so you'll watch a shot where some guy's stepping into frame and then um, the next moment he's approaching again. But, but if you were to watch the TV, you would not see that guy at all because they cropped right. him out entirely. Yeah. Um, and so you'll see it again. So you'll encounter problems like that. You just kind of have to go with the flow. Yeah. Sometimes so I, I appreciate the, the, you know, the, the passion and everything that went into trying to make these like more complete versions or alt versions that have been available across history, but sometimes it doesn't always pan out, but um, they are interesting to see. 
That's cool. I saw, I got an arrow disc in recently, Nightmare City. It's an Italian horror movie and they had a damaged uh, original camera negative. So they give you two choices. Like, do you want to watch the brand new 2K restoration where it has some some yellow splotching in color or they give you a a high high def transfer of the 35 millimeter dupe negative. So the quality is not as good. So I appreciate, you know, working with what they find, doing the best on it, giving you options. It's, you know, we're lucky to have all these things on, on such good quality. So it's not like you can be too picky about it. Yeah. And they probably find a lot of these through, Hey guys, we're going to make, you know, the point of we're going to reach out to Ringo star. We're going to reach out to all these other people. And we're, and then they may say, Hey, I actually have some of uh, Harry Nelson's early recordings nobody else has it and then they'll throw that on there yeah uh, so it's cool uh that that probably a good chunk of some of the extras that are put out there is just saying like hey i have this do you want to put that on there yeah sure yeah there. i mean yeah exactly i mean it's kind of like i mean preston it, when you were talking to cooper from shithouse like he was probably to like to ifc hey i have my short film i want people to see that we throw that on the disc they're like sure that's like an example of that. And like, they just, but the thing is, is like when you're releasing these movies that are 35, 40 years old, or, you know, or 30 years old, whatever. Like the thing is, if you're reaching out to the composer or whatever to do this, like the, these people that are like producing these discs and like getting it together, reaching out to all these people, they don't know what they're going to find. No. And so they're having fun playing detective too, you know, in a way that's kind of what you're doing. Um, but the thing is, is like you have to, I mean, with COVID and everything that you have to make the, you, you got to edit these things keenly and some of them are better than others. Um, yeah. So that, that's they'll, been they'll, the thing. They'll let the tape but, roll and they'll just, they won't cut anything out, especially, I mean, that's been a problem. That's something that James and, and I have been talking about with some of these uh, extras that have been put out by uh, Scream Factory that you'll, you'll watch it and, they'll have all these interviews with like the, the stunt coordinator, this, the, the key grit guy and all this. And they have really interesting stories, they but convince, they that. need to break them down. And yeah, so they're exactly. watching like some of the stuff that arrow puts out and some of the content that is included in MVD rewind collection, they, they will put in some of the behind the scenes footage. They'll find some of that extra stuff to make it spice it up a little bit so they can make those uh, good breaks. Yeah, they need to. Yeah. That's what it's all about. It's yeah. about, it's about like you know, getting uh, having everything curated properly. You don't just want to have four hours of interviews that you're never going right. to watch. Give me like one thirty minute with all of the special features, people, and throw in some, you know, some video of it. So I definitely, when I see yeah. lists like that, I'm like, that's cool. Looks good on the back. A huge massive list, but do I want? a 40 minute interview with the composer who I have no idea what he's composed before. Probably not. Right. Yeah. When you can just get like really interesting snippets and get to know them through those interesting bites that are like poignant and, and tight. Um, and they'll start yeah. with a career. They'll, they'll go right. through the whole timeline and then they, and then halfway through they get to the movie. I feel like right. they can get to the movie first and then we can learn more about them throughout that. Right. Get the context because I, I let's say it's, the explorers like i care about the explorers okay cool maybe i like that music piece okay i would want to watch the inner yeah you got to have the jumping off point this is what i care about not you know their roger corman movies they did in 1958 or whatever but like 
you know, okay. So I wanted to ask you guys about these two. Um, I'll, and, and I'll do my last pick, um, which I guess is not really anything that I've seen again, but once again, it's gun crazy. Drew Barrymore, a lover, lover to pieces, James LaGrosse. I don't know if we, I don't think we mentioned this one, no, but no, what no. I wanted to, what I wanted to ask, um, it's basically lovers on the run. There were so many of these movies in the early nineties. Um, I think if you've seen one, you've seen a lot of them, but true romance stands above them all. Um, but uh, Gun Crazy seems pretty cool. So you must be 18 to rent. You want to rent this probably with your your uh, your girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever. You know, it seems like kind of like that a little bit, maybe a little edgy, maybe a little sexy. A little bit. Um, but we read the Wikipedia description. I started it uh, right before this. I didn't get to finish no, yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Her dad is sexually abusing her and she kills him and then accidentally gets to become a pen pal with an inmate who they start... <laughs> he starts killing people too so uh maybe not the date movie <laughs> maybe not the date movie then. okay so it shows you my, what i know don't listen to me um what i want to ask you guys how are the how are the transfers on these things by and large because these aren't like popular movies so like where are they getting their sources from you think like what's the deal gun crazy wasn't great uh most of the other ones i've seen are pretty good this one says it's a high def presentation of it in the in the one 178 aspect ratio but the majority of them i've seen are good but i feel like it depends on what you have to work with if you know you're getting the title if you know you're licensing it if you do all the work on it and you can only find you know a vhs copy you try to do it the best mm -hmm. you can but i don't know Preston's yeah. seen more than i have what do you think no that's pretty i mean that's pretty much it what i said earlier like they'll probably get one from an actor or another i'm sure the director had like a decent uh look of it and they probably put it on there but still like they'll, they'll encounter trouble especially if it was uh, a film made for tv um which this was yep. yeah um this movie was directed by tamra davis um do y'all know who tamra davis is name sounds familiar billy she directed madison. she directed um she did direct billy madison right mm -hmm. yeah yeah and and crossroads Oh, yeah. so th those movies i couldn't remember if she had done that i keep thinking somebody else did that but yeah so yeah so it's you know somebody who's done something seriously not, um, not that britney spears crossroads is worth the shit but <laughs> billy madison mount rushmore comedy for me but on the uh on the rewind collection i have it pulled up here they have five coming up i don't know if you guys want to touch on those as you see what we have to look yeah. forward to Please. Um, this summer and early fall but first up uh, this july is the house on sorority row um which i'm pretty excited about cool original uh you know looking artwork with kind of the poster with the purple background to it so that looks really cool yeah. um i'm excited about this one yeah me too some other yeah. distributor put that one out uh that looked really cool but yeah i'm excited that that one looks really good that artwork is what's cool i love that yeah some of these new one and uh, next one up is the same thing mortuary it's got this yeah. really cool vhs artwork with the the grave and the hand hand busting through um, rolls. so that one's going to be coming out in bill paxton July is in too. that shit oh he is bill paxton is in it yep linda day george third credit yeah that rolls yeah that one looks cool um go go boys the inside story of canon films i have no idea what this is you heard anything about this person uh, I haven't. I just saw the title, and uh, it, I mean, it's, it seems interesting to me. Uh, I see Chuck Norris. I see Superman on it. I see. Yeah, I guess it's a documentary. This is the documentary I was talking about. Yeah. Oh no! Sure. Yeah. yeah. This is the documentary. The can't when I said the canon documentary. Yeah. 
This is the one I'm talking about. This movie rules. I've seen it. Oh, awesome. Yeah. I'm excited to check that one out. Yeah, this movie's great. I loved it. I rented it one time on iTunes. Yeah. Uh, it's, oh man. Yeah, it's what a good movie. That's so cool. I didn't realize that that's exactly what that was. I, I think it's like played at Fantastic Fest. I think that's where I saw it. Our first year Fantastic Fest. That's really cool. It looks like it's uh, from 2014. So. Mm-hmm. That's about right. That's when we went to Fantastic Fest the first time. Um, and then wrapping up the last two, One Dark Night. Um, Horror Supernatural from Tom McLaughlin. Oh, nice. Yep. I'm really- oh, yeah. Preston was talking about this. Yeah, I totally forgot that he. Oh man, that's these are great. This Uh, is so cool. And then the last one here in August, The Dark, which is an awesome poster, uh, directed by John Bud Cardos and Toby Hooper, apparently. So I don't know if he was a a partial director on there for it, if they did it together, what the story is on that. But um, man, I'm excited for these. I feel like these upcoming five have a lot more potential than, than some of the other ones I've, I've seen released recently. Who's in what year is the dark from? Is that old? Yeah. Chilling tale of alien terror. 79. 70. Oh, it's the one with William Devane. Okay. There's so many things called the dark. Okay. I guess I didn't know about that one coming out. Cool. Yeah. So that's what we got upcoming from them. So we'll have to obviously be reporting back, watching on the pod, but, um, a cool label, original label. It's something outside of the usual that you're going to, you know, have collectors to see with uh, maybe, you know, Severin or uh, Criterion, Arrow, uh, Shout Factory. So if you're looking for a new label or want to try to find all 27 of these with their uh, slip That's covers the fun for part. the majority of them, good luck. <laughs> That's the fun part. Man, random. But speaking of Severin, they're releasing Overboard. Did y'all see that? I did. I Overboard saw it with Kurt Russell. Like, what the hell? That is like really random, but I'm so down anyway. Yeah. They do a lot of non-genre stuff, surprisingly. They do. I had no idea. Um, yeah, MVD's cool, man. I, I love them. Um, before we wrap up here, I know we're kind of going over a little bit. I just wanted to ask you guys in closing about MVD Marquee. Do you guys have any of these? I have a few. I'm not, um, I'm honestly not the biggest fan of them um there's a few in there that are, are they're good movies like uh, I, I i love the illusionist i still think that's a pretty good movie and so i have that one um do they come I, with slips too yeah they yeah they, they come with slips uh the artwork isn't as good and they don't have that kind of cool uh design element that preston's talking about so you have kind of the mixed bag of movies <laughs> yeah i saw it mortuary uh from from toby hooper um a different name uh, film on it and it was you know average and they got ic with uh, sylvester stallone so um definitely some hit or miss ones autumn in new york yeah, that one. <laughs> um yeah that that that's pretty much why uh i'm i'm not really on board with with that line as much just because they're not as fun to look at um um, they're just like simply, simply made using the the original theatrical artwork and just kind of playing with that. And then when you open it, it's like the bare bones look. But um, yeah, digging digging the MVD Rewind Collection. I'll stay there. Awesome. Well, thanks for listening, guys, and uh, be sure to check us out next time at Screaming Cinema Podcast.